Talk lines open now at 247-2000. Good Monday morning, my friends. Michelle here with the Greater Ketchikan Chamber of Commerce. And it is Business Matters Brewer Monday. Holy smokes, winter is here. And Dave from the governor's office is also here. Not to mention that you're, we're not trying to infer that you're a cold guy, Dave. But anyway, welcome back. <laughs> it is. It is chilly in Anchorage, uh, but it's supposed to warm up uh, uh, this week. So I will be able to put my exterior Christmas lights up sometime here, probably Thursday or Friday. Nice, nice. Well, uh, yeah, it seems like people are getting into the uh, festivities early this year, that's for sure. And you survived Halloween, and so now you're just going to roll right into the holidays. Well, yeah, well, yeah, there's election season, and everybody, you know, everybody's favorite season, election season, it's right? Election Don't we Eve. all just love... Oh, yeah, it's very exciting. Very <laughs> exciting, indeed. Everybody's excited about Election Eve, aren't we? What are you, like, break out, the, break out the hot toddies tomorrow night, put your feet up in front of the fire, and, and listen to the results as they pour in around 9 p.m.? Oh, oh! You're an optimist. You think we'll have result results by then? Because you know, we, you'll just have the first batch of votes, and then in in races in which there's multiple candidates, that's phase one, and then you have to rank them and everything else two weeks from tomorrow. And yeah, it's it's. Uh, it's like Christmas Day, but you only get to open one present, and then four days later you get to open another one, and then like by the time two weeks hits, you 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 pretty much lost the luster on it. But <laughs> you know, you know what? It sounds like Hanukkah. I always was jealous of my friends oh, yeah. I, who who celebrated Hanukkah. I, I grew up in a in a, a largely Jewish town outside of Columbus, Ohio, and I was always jealous because I just had that one day of Christmas, but they got they got seven or eight days of, of gifts every single night. I thought, well what that's awesome. Yeah, it's the Adam Sandler song, isn't it? The Hanukkah song? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> hey, so you've got an update on Western Alaska. Give us the scoop. Yeah, so last week uh, you, you asked uh, for an update in Western Alaska, and I got uh, some stuff from, from Brian F- Fisher, who's the director of uh, the Alaska Division of Homeland Security and Emergency Management. Uh, so FEMA, as of like last week, Thursday, FEMA has dispersed over $4.6 million in individual assistance to folks in the area, $3.1 million in other needs assistance, which is essential for personal property loss and subsistence gear, and $1.4 million, uh, this is a breakdown of the $4.6 million, and $1.4 million in housing repair funding. Um, uh, FEMA is continuing to purchase building materials and transport them to communities throughout the region as weather permits with air cargo flights. Partners that are assisting with with these efforts include uh, native nonprofit groups like ABCP, uh, private contractors through the DOT and local communities have hired them, faith-based and volunteer organizations such as Samaritan's Purse, uh, Red Cross, uh, and, and other groups, and volunteer skilled labor. Uh, most of the roads that were damaged are clear, cleaned up. Both temporary and permanent repairs have been made. Uh, public buildings that were damaged have been uh, repaired. Uh, there, There is, in one of the communities, and I don't have it here, they're waiting for the feds to fix the post office so mail delivery may resume. 
Uh, we can't fix federal buildings. Uh, so, so far, the state and FEMA have registered nearly 1,000 individuals or families uh, through all of the programs that are available to them. Also, 120,000 and change pounds of food and 220,000 pounds and change of water have been donated and delivered throughout the area by state and volunteer agencies. So... Uh, I, I know there's a lot of news and a lot of different headlines that people may be paying attention to, and uh, yet this one is is great and important because it, everything seems to be working as it should, or probably a little bit better than expected, honestly. Well, that's good. That's good to hear. You know, interesting. I, I saw an article um, over the weekend, and I've heard a little bit about it. But uh, okay, so we've had this disaster happen in Western Alaska, but it seems, and I'd be curious to know if this has been on the state's radar at all. It seems to me that there is more of an occurrence, or at least with greater frequency lately, of landslides in Southeast Alaska. You know, you had Haines, of course, which was horrific. Uh, Sitka as well. And now Juno and uh, the folks in Sitka have put together uh, a monitoring, a landslide monitoring uh, in terms of, you know, what the risk level is. Um, you know, it, it doesn't say you will have a landslide in your neighborhood right now, but it does say, you know, there's a risk level that's very, very high in this area. And apparently they're going to be rolling that out to many southeast communities. But has that has that hit the governor's radar at all? Because uh, it just seems like it's happening more and more. I, I I don't know about that specifically, but but I do know that there is a a great deal of concern in Southeast uh, and in other areas. There's even been uh, some areas on the road system where there has been you know we had one of the wettest uh, summers in in Alaska history across many parts of the state, and so you've seen you know roads erode, uh, culverts of flooding, and and then of course along some areas, especially down there where you guys are, you. you You've seen entire sides of hills and others give way. So, I, you know what I can do? I can. Uh, I'll reach out to uh, the fine folks at DOT. I think uh, they they were available a few weeks ago and talked about the ferry system. Uh, they'll probably be right up their alley to talk about how the, how the state is learning from uh, mudslides and 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 other related incidents and and either setting up early warning sensors or studying the ground to do more preventative maintenance and work. Yeah, no, that would I, I think that would be interesting because obviously it's an issue that that's coming more and more into importance throughout uh, Southeast, you know, especially if weather conditions continue as they are in the future. Um, you know, I, I think that would be worth having on the radar. But uh, yeah, I... I I don't I who knows you know all these freaky things happening you've got crab seasons being canceled you've got landslides you've got you no know, hurricanes up north things are changing <laughs> and making a mess when they do <laughs> indeed indeed well I, I think that I think that's very you know I've got a question for you um, so election eve uh, and you know we talked several weeks ago about you know how many of the legislators uh, at the state level have uh, decided not to run or retired or or you know in, in that same vein that there there's a propensity for a lot of turnover in the state legislature um, how and I obviously the goal is to work with you know everyone um, um, to come to a consensus sooner than later about something. Um, but how does it work when, when there's such a large turnover in the legislature with so many new faces at one time? 
Well, I, I think you, you've seen uh, the dynamic over the past few legislative sessions in which, you know, you have, you have folks that are in their camp, and their camp is where they are going to remain, and they, uh, uh, for, for reasons fair or, or foul, they, they don't get along well, they can't negotiate, they, whatever it is. And, and so what, what does a new legislature look like? You know, I, I, maybe, maybe people are, are optimistic. Maybe, uh, you know, people have a, a view that, that perhaps you shuffle up the, the, the cards in the deck and you get a different result. Uh, I, I, I just don't know because, honestly, I don't know that much about a lot of the candidates. I, 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 I know my House candidate in District 10 where I live. I know those folks. I know the state Senate candidates in the part of town where I live. Uh, but I, I frankly couldn't tell you too much, if anything, about the candidates on the Kenai or in Southeast or even in, in the interior or out in western Alaska. And, and I think the, the beauty and the challenge of the system is folks uh, who are, are closer to these candidates and individuals, hopefully they know better. And hopefully they they make a, a reasonable, principled decision on who they support and why they support him, like like you know everybody does. And and what will the twenty twenty three legislative session hold? I, I you know it, in a previous life I would keep track of of what candidates would say versus what they would do in the first sixty days, and oftentimes. They didn't. They didn't match. So I, I don't know if, if any any candidate or their initiative is going to be able to hit the ground running. I think there'll be a feeling out process as uh, they organize and jockey for who is going to sit or chair these different committees. But much like you in your other job, we will be watching with keen interest how this all unfolds. Yes, and uh, for the for the uh, listeners, I, I want to put this out out there. Uh, your chamber does not endorse any candidates, and we do so out of deference uh, to our diverse membership. We have m- members across the board, and we generally do not endorse candidates. However, we have endorsed officially one thing this year, and that is that we are not in favor of having a constitutional convention. That is official. Uh, we have. A letter for that uh, that you can find on our website. You'll see our logo in many of the ads that are going around social media and uh, on the radio and print and so on and so forth. So that is one issue that we have officially endorsed. We are not in favor of having a constitutional convention. Uh, so, hey, uh, Dave, real quick before before we head out for the day. And by the way, we will not have a show next week. Do you know why? Uh, no, because I, I'm going to be exhausted. We have our big gala this weekend, and oh, the gala! <laughs> close yes. to 300 people coming, and I'm going to be absolutely exhausted. And at that point in time, uh, next Monday, I will be up at the Ted Ferry uh, Civic Center uh, doing cleanup on aisle six, and so uh, we will not be having a show. Uh, but real quick, I wanted to ask you: Do you feel like any of the issues that the governor is uh, assuming that he would be reelected. Who knows? We never know anything with ranked choice voting. Uh, but if he is re- reelected, do you think his his issues of focus will kind of change a little bit, or 
I, I think what, what uh, you've seen in many of the policy initiatives out of this office and gaps in the private sector, you know, it's interesting. You, you have a lot of candidates running around saying we need to create more jobs in the state of Alaska, and you speak with your members and other business owners across the state, like, I don't need any more jobs created. I need people to fill the jobs I have, whether it's in the trades or, or the medical industry or retail or hospitality. There, there's, there's no Nobody is pining, gee, I just wish I had more options for employment. They are everywhere. And and one of these one of the things that, that we're gonna be focusing on is not just utilizing people who currently reside in the state of Alaska, like well, how how can we best match up folks and more of these folks, even though we have historic unemployment for some of these openings, but but we've got to make Alaska a destination for adventurous souls to make a fresh start or start their life anew. Uh, because, uh, you know, the weather can be a challenge. The distance from loved ones can be a challenge. Some communities and their isolation can be a challenge. And this state was built by adventurous people who came from someplace else. And <laughs> I think one of the leadoffs we have to have is uh, is 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 rebuilding that excitement for both Alaskans and people in other parts of the country to rediscover, you know what, Alaska is a great place to live, it's a great place to work, it's a great place to raise a family, and uh, we don't need to be the best-kept secret to 49 other states. Hawaii can't corner the market, Michelle. Well, I'll tell you what, um, and I'll, and this will be my last word because we do have another caller calling in, uh, but I'll leave you with this. It, people are interested in Alaska. We know that by the hundreds of people that have applied on our remote workers website, choosecatchcan.com, and many of them, over half of them are not remote workers. They just want to come and work in Alaska. Housing. I'll leave you with that. Housing. Housing, Housing. Dave. All right. I will there talk you to you in two weeks. Enjoy the gala and your very fancy, uh, bougie gala gown. I look forward to seeing pictures on Facebook. <laughs> okay, thanks. Have a great week. Cheers. Bye-bye. Hey, speaking of that, uh, I wanted to uh, talk for a minute while we wait for Albert Fogel from Moda Healthcare to call in. Um, uh Cebia, the Southern Southeast Builders Industry Association right here in Ketchikan uh, is growing. And we, the board, have decided, uh, and, you know, the chamber is now managing Cebia uh, in, in partnership. It's really a perfect match. But the board of directors for Cebia, who uh, are separate from the chamber, um, they have decided to redirect their scholarship funds into resurrecting and implementing uh, a training program for for folks uh, between 15 and 21 years of age. I don't think they really would uh, deny someone who is 25, but people who want to get into the trades. So look for that to roll out sometime this spring or next fall. All right, there's Albert Fogel. Good morning. You are on First City Forum. How are you? Well, this is Albert Fogel with Moda Health and Delta Dental of Alaska. Hi there. Thanks for joining us. You know, tell you what, Albert, we're so excited about our partnership with you uh, through um, Associated Industries and Moda uh, to be able to roll out health care for our smaller businesses. And uh, I've actually had several inquiries about this from our members. And so I'm just so happy. It's so timely that you're calling in. And here's one of the reasons why I'm going to set this up. Uh, so I was on the healthcare.gov um, over the last week and I wanted to just kind of just kind of flesh it out and 
it seems to me that what you are going to be able to offer our, our local members here uh, through CBIA and the Chamber um, in terms of health care options, uh, at least from what I saw in my particular situation, are a much better deal than what I saw on healthcare.gov. <laughs> so can you explain to the folks exactly how this how this works? Because, again, like I said, my, my email and my phone has been kind of ringing off the hook with people who are very interested oh, in this. Yeah. Yeah, um, this is uh, an exciting opportunity for Alaskans and especially for those down in Southeast like Ketchikan uh, to have the opportunity to join into an association health plan, which Alaskans have been trying to do for decades uh, to bring the cost of, of health insurance down. And finally, after those many decades, uh, Moda Health has partnered with uh, Associated Industries to bring a multi-industry association health plan to Alaska, which we're proud to share that uh, as of last month, we reached the critical mass of over a 1,000 members in our association health plan. Uh, why that's so exciting is because uh, in Alaska, association health plans have tried to get to that number of a thousand members, and every single commercial association health plan has failed to reach that critical mass. And so we are continuing to um, gain about a hundred to two hundred members per month. And what's that? What that is doing is continuing for us to be able to offer lower premiums, stable premiums, and stable plan designs. You bring up the fact that, like open enrollment, it is right now through healthcare.gov for individual plans. Well, those plans are very highly regulated by the federal government and the state government uh, because of the Affordable Care Act. And unfortunately, those premiums um, are going sky high this year. So if you have any connection at all to uh, a business or you own a business yourself, I would highly encourage you to work with your local broker uh, or work with the chamber or SEBA uh, so that you can get a quote for the Associated Industries Alaska Association Health Plan because we're seeing premiums, you know, compared to individual premiums, uh, probably almost 50% less uh, compared to current employer-sponsored plans, about 20% discounts. Absolutely. I was talking, I was talking, Albert, I was talking to one of our members uh, a couple of weeks ago, and she was so excited about this because they have uh, four to five employees. And she was saying that the, the what they had gotten quoted for health care, not through this program, but elsewhere, uh, it was like $2,000 a month per employee. And as a small business, they simply can't afford that. And therefore, they cannot offer that benefit to their employees. You know, health care as a benefit uh, to employees is such a great retention and attraction tool. Uh, it's just huge. Oh, it's it's beyond huge. It's typically your your second highest expense uh, behind pay, salary and payroll. Uh, and it's so it's, it's so important for recruitment and retention, especially in these days where if you're not offering health insurance or dental insurance, vision, life insurance. Uh, 
employees are not even taking a look at your job applications because they need health insurance because health care services are so expensive in Alaska. We actually have the uh, moniker of the highest health care costs in the world up here in Alaska. So Alaskans definitely need health insurance coverage so that they don't have to go bankrupt uh, by having some simple procedures done. And the great thing about the Alaska Association Health Plan through Associated Industries is that uh, we've been able to reduce premiums, like I said, by about 20%, but we're also offering much richer benefits than what a small business could buy through the the ACA or Affordable Care Act market plans or even way above what the individual plans offer. We're talking about nationwide coverage, which you can't get that through uh, the individual plans uh, through the marketplace. We're talking about lower coinsurance, lower deductibles, lower out-of-pocket maximums. We're talking about higher visitation for like chiropractic, acupuncture, massage therapy. Uh, so there's many different benefits by going through an association health plan. It's not just the premiums, but the benefits are going to be richer as well. So if you're taking a look through healthcare.gov, uh, make sure you look at all your options because uh, there's probably an option out there that can help you better. And the best way to do it is through your local broker or uh, contact uh, the Ketchikan Chamber of Commerce. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm, I'm hoping that Chamber Member uh, Davies Berry Insurance, uh, who is a well-known broker here in Ketchikan, is able to do this, So, because we would certainly reach out to them as we prefer to use our members. Uh, but with that being yeah. said, you know what? We were we were talking and, you know, okay, every situation is different, all right? So we let's just use this as kind of a overall kind of brushstroke of, of an example. But you were telling me uh, on an individual case, uh, an employee, uh, the premium, depending upon your age, might be somewhere between four and seven hundred dollars. Is did I remember that correctly? Yes, that's correct. Uh, of course, each group is is going to be different based on their demographics. But I would say the average is anywhere between four hundred to seven hundred dollars for each employee premium through our program. It's really been a beneficial program for not only employers but uh, the employees and their their spouses and dependents on the plan. Oh yeah, definitely. And you were saying that you guys also um, offer dental and vision, and because you know, to me that that's huge right there. Yeah, we we offer uh, comprehensive dental plans. Um, We also offer vision through BSB, and we also offer life insurance uh, through Unum. But beyond that, we also help the employers by administering COBRA complimentary. We also administer benefits enrollment as well as we do consolidated billing for the employer. So we are basically, we are a TPA, a third-party administrator, on top of everything else that we're doing through this association health plan. And what does it cost the employer? Well, uh, so the annual fee to be a member of associated industries that gets you access to the association health plan, the consolidated billing, COBRA administration is only $592 a year. 
However, if you are a member of the Ketchikan Chamber or SEBA, uh, you actually get a 25% discount on that annual fee, which is huge. It brings it down to like $444 a year. But don't focus too much on the membership fee because we're saving employers thousands of dollars either a month or annually that the membership fee to Associated Industries is pittance compared to the savings that you're receiving on an annual basis. Yeah, I totally agree. I totally agree. Now, you and I talked, and you you and I um, will have to circle back around uh, sometime next week uh, after I get through our big gala this weekend, uh, because many people would be very interested in you uh, uh, having a webinar. We could do a virtual uh, kind of a Zoom webinar, yeah. and that way people can, you, we can do a little more individual Q&A and so on and so forth. Maybe sometime, if you're available that first week in uh, December, we can, we can tackle that, because I know a lot of people are interested. Listen, folks, if you if your business is a member of the chamber or a member of CBIA, then you have and you have less than 50 employees, which is a large, large part of Catch Can's businesses. You really need to look into this. This is a huge, huge benefit. And we were so happy to to come across this and, and meet Albert and his team at Moda. You know, Mo- if you're not familiar with Moda, um, I will tell you this Moda and a lot of people here in Southeast are very familiar with Primera. Moda and Primera are almost identical. Identical. Tons of providers, right? Moda has tons of That's providers. Yep. Yeah. We have a great contract with Peace Health as well as Search and uh, Bartlett up there in Juneau. Yep. So, I mean, this is really something that you should, you you really would be remiss if you did not look into this for your business and for your employees. You know, the number top three things that we have heard from our chamber members but it probably the number one thing in the past 12 months that i've heard is employees they need employees they need to fill positions that they have um and you know it's not you know years ago you albert it used to be you know economic development let's diversify our industries and so on and so forth yes that is still true but at this time what we're hearing the focus is i need employees and this is something that you can put out there so that you can get employees um it's it's huge i really appreciate you joining us today albert and i'll look forward to talking with you again yes thank you for the opportunity and if anyone has any questions feel free to contact the the ketchikan chamber or uh katrina pollock at uh, dbi insurance she is part of this program as well perfect awesome thank you so much have a great rest of your week you too thank you so much Uh uh-huh bye-bye Bye. All right, there you have it. That is huge. That is a huge bomb drop right there in terms of benefits, not only being a part of your chamber and the Builders Association, uh, but as you as a business, a local small business. Hey, speaking of local small businesses, this is the time right now, people. We have 67 merchants and local restaurants signed up for this year's Merry Merchants and Munch. If you would like to be a part of it, we need to hear from you pronto, like yesterday, like now, today, info 
at catchcanchamber.com. You can also reach us through our Facebook page. I am preparing the advertising with the list of merchants right now. The Your participation comes with three huge inserts in the Catch Can Daily News every weekend starting Thanksgiving weekend. I need to get that ad copy to them. It's great. It's going to be super fun. Last year, $752,000 spent at our participants' businesses in just four weeks. Holy smokes, that's a lot. And so you need to be a part of it. Uh, and it's $100 for chamber members and arts council members because they are our partner in this and 154 non-members. So you need to reach out. Well, a couple of people said, oh, well, why is it more this year? Well, because we're printing more cards. Last year, we printed 10000 thousand cards and that's not to mention all the blank cards we had on hand for the big spenders so very very important that you take care of that immediately i can sign you up later but you're not going to get that advertising benefit so the fun kicks off thanksgiving week monday the 21st and so you definitely want to be a part of this for sure hey don't forget you can check out our newsletter at our facebook page if you're not on our mailing list i know some folks are like hey i don't get the newsletter well you need to check your spam on that one uh but anyway with that being said that'll do it for this week hope to see many of you close 300 of you at the gala this weekend and the community awards and also to hear from others of you about Merry Merchants and Munch. Have a fantastic rest of your week.